Welcome to FedScoop's podcast series on IT modernization in government, underwritten this week by Fortinet. I'm your host, Wyatt Cash, and in today's episode, we're looking at how AI and machine learning can help agencies achieve a common operating picture and the ability to respond to threats at machine speeds. Our guest today is Jim Richberg, Chief Information Security Officer at Fortinet. Jim brings a unique perspective to today's discussion as the former National Intelligence Manager for Cyber in the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, where he set national cyber intelligence priorities. Before that, he monitored and coordinated implementation of the Comprehensive National Cybersecurity Initiative for Presidents Bush and Obama, and spent nearly two decades before that at the CIA in a variety of analytic, operational, and technical roles. Roles. Jim, uh, so great to have you with us. Thanks for joining. Thanks, White. It's a pleasure to be here. Let's talk a little bit about your time at the Office of the Director of National Intelligence and your other experience in cyber operations. What are some of the ways that you see government is still struggling to have a common operating picture? For much of the past decade, the federal government has struggled to build shared situational awareness in a common operating picture of threats to civilian networks, what we often refer to as the .gov internet domain, and to respond to threats in an automated fashion at machine speed. We made a lot of progress in building cyber capability within organizations, but for a number of reasons, I don't think we ever really achieved the goal of shared situational awareness of the health of our networks and the ability to respond to threats across agencies in an integrated and automated fashion. And given how hard we tried, when I left government at the end of 2018, it frankly seemed like a technical and operational problem that still remained to be solved. Well, I'm interested when you moved to the private sector, for example, to work for Fortinet, what surprised you and what did you learn about their approach to these problems that maybe you weren't seeing from your perspective on the government side? That's a great question, Wyatt. During my transition to the private sector, I was surprised to discover the extent to which major security technology providers, original equipment manufacturers like Fortinet, had largely solved the problem and were in fact already deploying commercially available solutions. They had developed products and services to detect activity across the growing attack or vulnerability surface of our networks, and they were developing the sophisticated AI and machine learning needed to be able to make sense of the resulting flood of data. They could discern threats rapidly and direct actions to block or counter them, since the same devices that detected the problems also had the ability to take action to block or counter the threats. These capabilities provide coverage in a variety of operating environments from classic networks to wireless connectivity in the cloud, as well as providing insight and coverage of activity coming from inside the protected networks. In other words, these private sector offerings had a scope and scale of coverage and effectiveness that I genuinely hadn't appreciated when I was in government. Well, that's interesting. Can you describe a little more what about Fortinet's approach makes it easier, for example, for organizations to build this fuller operational picture? I think the core is a combination of physical or virtual devices that can provide visibility and control with AI and machine learning to make sense of the data and enable broad, integrated, and automated response. This instrumentation gives a network defender the ability to discern normal from abnormal data and to see whether something that's abnormal matches the characteristics of known or potentially malicious activity. 
This capability works across organizations and even industrial sectors or countries. When malicious activity is discovered targeting a protected network, action to block or counter it is distributed across the devices and services protecting hundreds of thousands of customer organizations. So even before patient zero is infected, everyone can potentially be inoculated automatically. Now, we've all heard of the zero-trust model of computing, which is based on the notion that access needs to be validated transaction by transaction rather than assigned in advance. Zero-trust is essentially dynamic network segmentation, and its implementation relies on this same combination of real-time visibility and control we've already been talking about. A fabric approach allows access control to be set by device, by user, or even by specific application so that, for example, I could have access to one set of data, say, email addresses across my company, if I'm using an email program, and another set, my own records only, if I'm using a payroll app. The encryption of data packets is now a part of basic network hygiene, and at least 75% of the data flowing across the average network is now encrypted. Because Fortinet's firewall solutions rely on dedicated special-purpose hardware, they can perform full-content inspection of this encrypted traffic with minimal impact on network performance. These are some of the reasons I think it's becoming easier to have an accurate and timely understanding of your network and its cybersecurity. Well, getting back to your perspective from the government side when you were there, what are agencies really struggling with most that a more comprehensive solution like uh, this fabric approach you mentioned could actually help solve? Why, at the biggest challenges I see for most federal agencies, unsurprisingly, revolve around budget and resources. This means that, more so than in the private sector, technology updates can be slow in coming and procurement cycles can be protracted. As a result, the civilian federal government is seldom an early adopter of technology. But in this case, that means they can leverage mature solutions that have been developed and validated in the private sector. For example, this plays out in device consolidation. Since when you do get the funding to update your technology, not only is the new device more capable than what it replaces, it may also perform the functions of a handful of separate legacy products. Sometimes the new device can consolidate separate functions, such as firewall security with software-defined networking, allowing you to avoid having to make the classic trade-off of performance or security, since you can now get both. For example, SD-WAN solutions offer productivity gains for remote users and branch offices, along with the security benefits I've been describing. While I've said that all of the big security technology producers are, are moving in the direction of creating unified platform architectures like Fortinet's Fabric, some are more proprietary and single-sourced in their offerings than others. Fortinet has chosen to adopt an open ecosystem to maximize the ability to plug and play with a customer's existing security infrastructure by creating partner programs with other vendors and making APIs and data standards available to facilitate interoperability. Another serious resource constraint the federal government faces is workforce-related. We all recognize that there's a national labor shortage in cybersecurity, and it's especially acute when you can only pay GS salaries. Tedious and labor-intensive tasks, such as IT asset inventory, checking equipment tags and serial numbers, or compliance and audit, can be largely automated. While I'm sure they exist, I've never met anyone in government or the private sector who enjoyed doing those kind of tedious and rote 
tasks. And AI-driven automation can free people to focus on the more satisfying parts of the security job, those that require skill and human judgment. Finally, I'd like to highlight the ability of User and Entity Behavior Analytics, or UBA, to help agencies with insider threat and third-party access by contractors or partners. While there are some bad apples, malicious insiders, that you want to be able to find quickly by the visibility of the fabric approach, by and large, more damage these days occurs from people who make mistakes or, in some cases, haven't been given the tools and the training to do the right thing. The Fabric approach can offer a a safety net to help catch mistakes and can help identify weaknesses in training or awareness. Rapid and granular visibility and control can also be applied to third parties, such as contractors who need to access government networks and data from off-site locations. Tell me, how would you recommend that agencies get started on some of this? While having just one element of a technology suite or fabric gives you additional capability compared to what you're replacing, it's only when you deploy multiple elements that you start to get synergy between the various components and functions. My advice to agency IT leaders, whether they are undertaking incremental upgrades or doing from scratch greenfield deployment, is to ask prospective vendors what partnerships they have, what ecosystem they are part of. If, for instance, you upgrade three parts of your security infrastructure in separate procurement decisions, assuming performance of the contenders is is equal, you should try to avoid ending up with solutions from three separate platform families. And finally, what suggestions or observations would you make going forward that agencies might consider taking advantage of this technology? Wyatt, I view the rise of unified technology platforms like Fortinet's Fabric as transformational, something that can alter the balance between network defenders and malicious actors. There's been independent confirmation of the effectiveness of the unified platform approach by reputable third-party testers such as NSS Labs, which demonstrated that suites outperform the level of protection attained from non-integrated solutions. Looking beyond the obvious cost and efficiency gains, I see the move to unified platforms as a potential inflection point that might take the advantages of relative speed and secrecy away from malicious actors and tip the strategic balance towards the defender. From my perspective, it's not a matter of whether we will move in this direction of platforms. It's a matter of how fast and how effectively. To me, where we are in this evolution feels comparable to where we were in our thinking about cloud 10 years ago. Organizations that had an expansive and clear vision of how to migrate to that environment did well. And I don't see why government agencies can't make that transition in their cybersecurity practices and postures, especially in light of their longstanding focus on shared situational awareness and common response at machine speed. Well, uh, all good points, and I wish we could expand on that a little bit further, but I'm afraid that's all we have time for. Jim Richberg, thanks so much for joining us to talk about achieving a common operating picture at machine speed and its place in IT modernization in government. And I want to thank Fortinet for underwriting today's episode. Thank you for having me on the show, Wyatt. I've greatly enjoyed our conversation. Terrific. We'll look for more of our coverage on IT modernization in government on fezgroup.com and our Fezgroup radio channels on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. This is Wyatt Cash, your host. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time.